Hi guys, this is Feli. And this is Annabelle. And welcome back to Fully and Glass Podcast. This is our official second episode. So, so we're getting a little more comfortable here. <laughs> Hopefully we'll sound a little less awkward each time. Still trying to figure out how we should even intro this and like how we should oh, yes. say everything basically. <laughs> but welcome back and this will be a very raw episode essentially just about perfectionism and societal standards that have been set for women we talk a lot about self-care it's kind of this industry that we both are very passionate about definitely victims of so we kind of dissect what that industry kind of mean and these kind of self-care industrial complex that has kind of guilted us into spending our money buying aesthetic self-care products which we definitely still do but we kind of roast ourselves <laughs> a little bit we're super excited for you to dive into the episode so we'll get right into it today i actually have a glass of wine oh my god because <laughs> we're f- recording this at my nighttime today so this is why it works. Last time was my it's morning. It's 8 a.m. right now. <laughs> it's a little too early. <laughs> Such commitment. I feel like we're just like in different sync too when we record these, but this will be the next few weeks basically. Oh yeah. Can't wait till we're back in the same time zone oh, so we can actually <laughs> recreate our wine nights. I'll be Zoom wine nights. Yeah. I'll be back in Atlanta though. Ooh. So. Oh my god, you will in September. Okay, amazing. I'm super excited about today's episode. We've been talking about this topic for ages, and I think we can just jump right in. And I, if anyone knows me, um, yes, the first episode we talked about that, like, I love Love Island, but the second trait I feel like I have is, like, um, being very into, like, aesthetic, wellness-related self-care brands. I'm definitely (laughs) a victim of the topic we're touching on today and a quick kind of note before we jump in is that this episode I mean this podcast series as a whole again is very raw and we kind of created this space so that we can rant about different things like self-care and perfectionism today and these are all kind of opinions from our identities and these default thoughts that we do have so some things may be triggering and isolating for anyone listening so we just want to point that out that just to be aware of that and we definitely want this podcast to be kind of a safe space for us to open that conversation and if you're kind of looking to learn about facts and concepts and theories and all these things this is probably not the space we are not very educated really on any of these topics it's just kind of you know things content that we consume every day I, i would say it's just like our experiences with the content this is definitely not like an educational sort of thing. Oh no, <laughs> we're not that. I mean, we're <laughs> I'm still drinking learning. wine and talking about this thing, <laughs> which is which is a good thing. I don't hate that. But Annabelle, I would love to for you to start to kind of just talk about like your re- relationship with perfectionism and how kind of like you grew up with that because I read that's something you talk about so much. Oh yeah, I feel like. Like, Feli and I talked about this and how there's, like, internal perfectionism and, like, external. But we'll, like, touch more on that later. I would say I grew up with, like, the most typical, like, tiger mom, who I love very much. <laughs> like, I have to read that disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, every time you talk about your mom, everyone is like, oh my gosh. Like, I know. She, she, she is, is good. super... She is scary. No, she is a wonderful mom. Yeah, I know. So... I, I feel like I have to make that disclaimer. Like, just because, like, she's a tiger mom doesn't... It, it, she, so she was really strict, but she had, like, exceptionally high standards, which, like, understandable, you know? Like, you immigrated across, like, the ocean. You want to make sure your child succeeds. <laughs> but I think yep. um, because my mom had, like, such high standards for the things I, like, attempted or did... I think that kind of, like, imprinted in me. So I have, like, a complex of everything I try. Like, I have to be perfect at it. Which is also, like, it's good in a sense, but also bad. Because 
sometimes like I stop myself from like trying new things because I'm like ooh, that doesn't seem like something I'd be good at so let's just not do it at all let's just pretend I never learned about it I feel like that's probably the biggest thing with me like I think a lot of it is more like external like I think I'm very perfectionistic with the work I put out like tasks I personally deem important work as in I would say more like actual work not like school work I think that's kind of where my focus is and like I learned sewing and like that was where like perfectionism really came out oh no I remember I always see Annabelle like sewing random things when we live together that's so funny and you'd be so picky about like every single thing I'm like oh god this is OCD coming out and like the the possibility of like not achieving perfection that I just like stop myself before it even happens because I think like I just tell my mind I'm like it's okay like you didn't even try it you chose to give up instead of like fail I would say I'm kind of opposite from that where my perfection I never thought I was a perfectionist especially when it comes to academics or my work I feel like I grew up being like, oh, as long as I work hard and I do my job and understand as best as I can, then it's fine. It's okay if I fail or make mistakes. <laughs> like me throughout high school, I was just like, as long as you like work hard, it's fine. And that was kind of my mindset going to things. Um, but all the time, but instead, I personally struggle with kind of being perfectionist in the habits that I have and the goals I want to achieve in my personal life so I think I struggle with like finding a balance between kind of maintaining my habits in a meaningful way while still like letting myself relax a lot of times for example if like I have one white night with friends and I eat like a shit ton I'm like oh shit I have to go exercise a shit ton next I week and detox right which we're gonna touch on later how just like our society makes us default to that way for women especially yes how like we're just taught to be perfectionist and not just our personal life and work-wise but just like maintaining our kind of image but i definitely struggle with that i feel yeah. like i'm wasting time a lot if i'm not doing my best and maintaining this like healthy morning routine or yeah. this healthy eating habit but you have like you have a kick like, you have a kick-ass morning routine, though. Like, when I lived with you, I was like, I would, like, walk out, and you would be, like, up and already and, like, doing work. And I'd be like, what? <laughs> you woke up at, like, 8 every day. Yeah, like... And I always thought that was so impressive. I enjoy that, and I've, like, forced myself to kind of enjoy the mornings, and I love the mornings now, but I think it's okay for sometimes to be like, let me just sleep in and do nothing all day but if I don't then I get my I get in my head about it where I'm like yeah relax but like what did you do productively I feel like I convinced myself to do nothing <laughs> for a whole day too easily <laughs> like, I should do that I'm like Annabelle it's fine <laughs> who who cares and then I just go for it which is I don't know yeah I don't know if that's like we're our worst enemies ourselves. I know like I don't know I think we just have like the opposite mindsets and if we could just like merge it that would be great the perfect world where we just merge <laughs> yeah fairly <Annabelle>, together <laughs> <laughs> on and off That's days so- <laughs> no seriously but like i don't know sometimes like i feel like i wish i had like the warning bells that you do have about like productivity because i too easily just like give it up and like it's whatever like it's fine there's always tomorrow my perfectionism like really only turns on when I kind of deem a task like important enough and I think like what I struggle with is like like, how do I categorize tasks like it's not just up to me to decide if it's important or not like I cannot just give up on a whole course because I'm like fuck it like I fucking hate statistics I don't I don't care about it I think something I have to unlearn is, like, I can't categorize tasks. It's, like, life kind of categorizes a certain number of them for me. And sometimes, 
I just have to care a little bit more about shit I like shit I really just yeah don't care about for sure I for me like obviously I feel like forces me to define my kind of self-worth based on like how much I've achieved and my productivity which I think is a terrible mindset to be in because yeah just thinking about it I feel like our society allow kind of guys to be shitty and mediocre all the time when women are brought up to be perf- like perfect oh all God. the time and, you know do well at school get a good job look good look fit eat well and it's so fucked up that we have we like grew up knowing that and now like look at us we're kind of like pushing ourselves to limits and we have to unlearn all these things and we're not close to even being progressive enough about it guys are kind of like their only emphasis is like having a successful career like I feel like they really care about like say oh like you have to get a good job and like you have to have kind of a career success and like monetary success to be kind of like respected but in terms of everything else I mean a lot of guys go to the gym like I, I don't see them like tormenting themselves about like oh shit like I ate a little too much of this meal maybe I need to go do something like I feel like that's a mindset we never really see with them it's because they don't face consequences when girls easily someone can just make a comment like oh you ate a little too much or oh quarantine really got to you we never make those comments with yeah we it's not like a default thing that we go to when we see them no like I feel like for a no, we don't, we don't, we don't, like, look at them and be like, hmm, like, <laughs> had a fun weekend, huh? Like, I feel like, <laughs> but, like, I, I do think, like, it's just really interesting because, like, society kind of put us in boxes and we default. We were like, yeah, that makes sense. We just accepted it. And I feel like for guys, it's a lot of, like, stuff in, like, professional and, like, monetary, which, like, is difficult. But, like, for us, it's, it's, like, your life. It's, like, the image you present and, like, the way you the way you look and like you have to have some form of like professional yeah you gotta have it all and like how are we supposed to check all those boxes <laughs> who has the time i do want to talk about um this book that i read have you read um trick mirror by gia tolentino i have not yeah, but it's an amazing book and she in her book just talks a lot like criticizes um the society that we live in and a lot of like capitalistic ideals that we grew up with and one thing one chapter that she talks about is how women optimize themselves and we have to do everything that we can to like reach this like optimal point and i do get that i think girls have to account yeah for everything that they do in a day for example like if there's a party we have to go to you know how much time girls have to get ready like account for how much time they have to get ready how like they can't eat a heavy dinner or else they won't look good in their outfits and it's like things are that became so intrinsic Mm -hmm. that we don't even think about anymore i don't think i think it like it's so deeply rooted in in us that it's not something we even recognize as like uh like a mechanism we're just like yeah that makes sense and like how you like line up oh my god with like Taste yeah, you and to how go you out. have to like re get ready every time you like, like go work out so you look good again afterwards. I mean, technically, like, to, like, like bare bones, like nobody technically, like no one, and I'm air quoting this, like no one's making us do it, but like, like I feel like society technically has conditioned all of us to a point where like even if no one is pressuring us to do this, we will still do it because it's just like the invisible pressure like nobody needs to tell us to like do all these things we've just we're so like accepting of it that we're like this all makes sense I'm just gonna follow it because that's what I grew up with and I think it's so difficult to kind of unlearn shit like this for sure and it's things that we have to do to uphold our social status in a way my friend was telling me the other day how oh actually I didn't realize that girls have to think about wearing dons every time they wear like leggings or something that's a little tighter so you don't show your pants. Show like lines. the underwear lines, yeah. Yeah, and that shit's uncomfortable. <laughs> but I know, and I don't know, they, they all made it 
into it because it's such a I wouldn't say a glamorous thing, but you're like, oh my god, like, when I grow up, I can buy thongs. Like, that's so cool. You know what I mean? Give me tea to like, Victoria's Secret. Yeah. And how, that whole thing. Like, like the sale. Shit. Like, I'd be like, oh my god. Like, I want to go get some stuff. Like, this is so cool. Like, like the show every year, I, like, religiously oh, watched that. Oh, me too. In middle oh, school. Oh, me too. I'm glad they canceled it, though. Like, seriously. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> Like, the fact that we, like, glamorize that and what's, like, yes, this is the ideal. This is what we all want to look like. I mean, it's, it's just so, because like, no one, like, that's genetics. And that's what, not something everybody tells you when you're younger. Like, because I think we internalize a lot of these feelings. Like, these are not things we go to our parents with. Like, you don't just, like, show them the show and you're, like, I want to look like that. Like, I don't think we have those conversations with our parents. So we end up, like, internalizing a lot of those, like, kind of like unhealthy thoughts and like no one told us that it was genetic they're born to look like that and it doesn't matter how much kind of effort you put in like and it's 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 fine that you don't look like that like I feel like nobody kind of gave us like the path to really look at it that way we just believed we're like that's that's the goal we're like that you know that's the prime everybody should do that but it's impossible it's not even social media that's mainly pressuring this but i think growing up in like asian american household like parents are still kind of behind about this like my parents still are very kind of conservative in terms of like body images and how like their daughter have to look perfect and how their daughter it doesn't matter if other people are not thin but you but have to your be daughter thin. has to look That's fit so and look good like they doesn't they don't they're like if you want to like anybody else like if you can do what you want to do but like when it's us like their child they like like i said like high standards right like my parents would make well my mom specifically would make comments and like i know she doesn't come from a bad place and it's not like i lived the most healthy life in college <laughs> like it's not like you know, I really shouldn't have been eating takeout at, like, 3 a.m. because that, that doesn't work like that. But, like, I... But that, it's okay for guys to do that. That's true. That's <laughs> fucked up. And at the same time, sometimes a lot of guys also expect girls to do that. They're like, oh, if you're, like, cool enough, like, you can come hang out with the boys to watch, like, football, whatever, and eat burgers and fries with us and drink beer. But then, like, you also have to look great and crop Yeah, tops. like, that's, like, the cool girl trope, you know? Like, in Gone Girl, like, when they coined it, like, the cool girl. Uh, I love that monologue because I, I do not have it memorized. But it's it's such a cool monologue because I think that's a lot of, like, how we are expected to kind of, like, act. But, no, like, our parents definitely would, like, make comments. And, like, it's... Like, I know it doesn't come from a bad place. Like, I know they just want, like, their child to be, like, the best version possible. But, like, at the same time, like, whenever I come home, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I'm going to hear about this, aren't I? And... uh, It's the first thing they say. Always. Always. It's always like... They're like, oh, did you eat a little more? I'm like, "Mm." or it's like, or it can be, like, even more direct. They'd be like, how much weight did you gain? Like, why do you, why did you do that? <laughs> and I'm like, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I do what I do. I eat what I want to eat. Yeah, especially, like, for you, you have, like, a very healthy routine, like, in place in terms of, like, I wouldn't say, like, healthy, healthy, but, like, you do make an effort to, like, exercise. But that's a problem. Like, I think I, like, definitely try to, actively be like oh i'm exercising because i want to be healthy and strong and not because of all these like very superficial things but i've started to realize that if one day i decided to take a rest i'm like shit like i gotta get back on track i didn't like you know balance out the things i ate with like exercising but like especially when you do like all of that and they make a comment like that's even more damaging like what like, else do you want me to do like do you want me to do more like and you don't and like you don't we're so like conditioned to be like okay we're like oh yeah sorry you know rough semester i'll get back into it and mental health <laughs> 
that is that? that we don't we don't do that no it's just so interesting how like we grew up the asian and like the western cultures and like how well i wouldn't say the western culture is like as accepting as they paint themselves to be but it's like generally more like oh like it's okay but like the asian culture like it's not even just your parents like strangers can comment and that's okay like they can say whatever the fuck they want like i've gone to dinners where they're like annabelle like "Mm, you're not looking like you used to and i'm like well, if you haven't seen me in three years, I think that's pretty expected. Oh my god, those crazy aunties that come oh, up to you and like squeeze your cheeks when I was young. I was that like, shit. holy like, fuck, please like, get away. do not, do not touch please me. Just please. Exit that way. But like, it's just like the cultural differences. You're canceled. <laughs> it's so annoying. Cause I'm like, I know I have to see you. And that's so like, makes me not, not want to go, to be honest. Like family gatherings terrible sometimes because you know like you expect those comments yeah you go into it like yeah today i'm gonna get shit on xyz yeah and and you're like yeah you know that's okay whatever it just it just seems like like why are we so okay with it like when do we when do yeah. we accept like they will just make comments and just like women are expected to just like take it in and walk away when yeah they that's the first thing they ask before any other more i feel like for like especially in asia like like just asian specific like there is a culture where boys are valued more and like we talked about last time and if girls gained weight it's always like ooh, like what can you do to lose the weight and if boys gained weight it's always like oh like you're eating so good like life must be going good like you're gonna grow so tall like great job why why like the double standard why can't you tell them too like tell them (laughs) yeah like please go ahead please but they won't because they just won't and i think self-care a lot is synonymous with physical attributes and it's definitely grown to an industry that kind of is masking the fact that like we want a woman need to optimize these things about themselves but self-care as a term makes it a lot more progressive than it actually is it's just like at the end of the I don't know how like it got first coined or like who was the first person to really but I I I just remember like when I was in high school like there are a lot of like self-care like routine videos and like it would just be again I'm not saying like pampering yourself is wrong like I love that I think that's so fun but like it became more of a marketing term when you say self-care it's not like I, I do think it's more like about just like it's it's not just about what you do physically but it's like you reflecting maybe a little bit on you and like your mental health and like your thought processes but like now when you say like self self-care like I guess people are starting to kind of understand more like oh you maybe maybe you need to like meditate a little bit or whatever but it just seems so like performative like the mental health aspects in it like it's more so for like the physical kind because like all those big cosmetic companies they want to sell shit and like how are you gonna buy it they make you feel like yeah they make you they make you feel like you're not good enough and you have to like improve but like why do you have to improve like what about you do are you like improving really because self-care has like morphed into like self-improvement like physically and that's I I think that's like damaging if you don't like distinct that like with yourself like and we don't like we usually don't like I don't think we like understand even like ourselves like the distinction between like the physical things you do and like the mental things you do and why you know like it's 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 essentially just a marketing ploy for sure it's so much of like performative things like instagrammable self-care so many of the things and i'm like definitely a victim in this i'm not saying i haven't oh, done I, it before I have absolutely but done it influencers too. are posting things that they do for self-care that like guasa that you use or the face mask whatever like blah 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 but like it's funny because they're literally being sponsored by these companies and they're being paid for telling you to buy this expensive $60 face mask so you can go care for your 
I don't know, like mental like, health. Do you like, need it? It's not like, is not synonymous to no. all these pampering things that you do. Like we're constantly like, fed different like products. Essentially, I just remember like it was like twenty eighteen, twenty sixteen. There was like this whole big thing with like a glitter mask, and everybody had it. Oh god! Everybody when they got it would post a story on it, and like does it do anything good? I don't know. You know, maybe, maybe, but. Like, you're not even buying the mask. You're just like, I I want to be like the people I see on social media. And, like, I'm not against, like, buying self-care products. I think that's great. Like, I have them too, you know, but maybe we were buying into it. I just think, like, it's important for us to, like, make the distinction ourselves. Because, like, are you buying it because you, you want it to kind of, like, like, actually to, like, self-care or are you buying it because an influencer told you that it was a nice thing to have like I think there's a difference right I think it's time that we kind of confront ourselves to ask ourselves questions about what self-care means to ourselves like if that is like buying these products and kind of upgrading your like nighttime routine or your skincare sure like go ahead there's definitely nothing against that but if that isn't doing the job like what else can you be doing to kind of take care of yourself is that going to therapy or is that like kind of confronting your childhood trauma and kind of unlearning things right like taking the time exactly like the mask like when you wipe it off it's not gonna like wipe off all of your like (laughs) bad thoughts with it i wish we've been like they always say like oh like when you put on a mask you feel so much better and like you wipe it off like all your problems are like, gone but like they're not maybe they might be temporarily because you're like ah shit like this is great like I feel great but that great is so like fleeting like it's it so might temporary. be an hour it might be two but like when you come back like you always have to come back to it because you didn't solve the actual problem I don't know I just think it's so like marketed and we would know (laughs) yeah one actually one thing is I kind of hate to see these brands reselling kind of like you know like Guasa oh yeah there are so many brands that market it up so much and like it's fine I get that these are like Asian Americans founders too and they're actually kind of bringing trying to educate people about like the cultural practices behind using these products but at the same time they're selling it for like what close to a hundred dollars for something you can buy in asia for so cheap something you can get in asia for like maybe one u.s dollar not even like i asked my dad because i was like oh like there's this whole new thing called like gua sha and like a lot of americans are doing it and he was like the ones like you're talking about that's not that's not even it like that's not what it is like apparently gua sha is more of like the release of toxins from your body and there mm-hmm. will be like red patches after you do it yeah. because all the like whatever what, what they call it like, cold it's not cold but, like the the bad kind of energies in your body being released yeah like toxins yeah. in your body it's not like just like doing these motions on your face i mean like that is i guess it's like it's also a chinese thing maybe or like an asian thing but that's not what gua sha like really is like that's more like just a facial like a very targeted it's like a modern massage. version that's not exactly yeah like a, a little modified exactly and it's funny because they teach you to kind of like gloss on your face too and thinking about it that's telling you to kind of slim your face down and depuff your face and that's how you reach that kind of like self-care fueling which is also goes hand in hand with like beauty standards that are ingrained in these self-care companies oh and my god it's like a way to brand it as a way it's like oh but it's self-care but also like look skinny and like who thin. gives a shit you know like i mean obviously we all do but they kind of just picked up on that and they're like ooh, that sells insecurity sells and and it does to be fair um, so they kind of just decided to run with it and just amplified all of like the things we may feel a little bit bad about. And that's a whole industry. <laughs> like we yeah. fed them the money. Like they really would not exist if 
we didn't choose to kind of choose that method. If Gen Z millennials didn't feed into this cycle, but I mean, we all do. I still, I still do, do too. But I think it's important to be aware of kind of like self-care industrial complex and how these companies are corporations who are feeding into capitalism. And their ultimate goal is to earn money and profits. It's not your mental health. Whatever slogans they may have, like whatever guarantees they've made, like you are not their primary focus. Their focus is like, how do they sell more shit to you? Like, I don't want to villainize like like, you know, caring for yourself and, like, buying a face mask. But, like, I just think it's important to, like, look at, like, your thought process behind it. Like, why are you doing this? And is that really helpful? <laughs> More helpful than, like, going to therapy or, like, you know, actually, like, sitting down and, like, having a conversation, like, with yourself and just, like, think some things through. Yeah, self-care is definitely such an elitist thing. Like, it's marketed towards upper class. A lot of, like upper-class white women who are privileged enough to even afford these products and it's just ironic so much money oh like, God. Needs and to be like put they into. call it self-care they market as that i see 20 year olds getting botox i don't care if you get botox it's your face it's your body it's definitely your choice like i'm not gonna stop you but like you're 20 there's this girl who's very famous on tiktok and she like gets botox and stuff and like people are saying she's like destigmatizing like the botox stuff but like i just and i'm glad she's so open about it at least but i don't know and people are so supportive like oh my god yeah like i need to go get botox now like no you don't you'll be fine (laughs) and if you if after you've kind of looked at your um like motive maybe to like wanting it so bad like if you if you've kind of you're like ah like i just really like need it because um Sometimes you get Botox like jaw pains and like other pains. Like, go for it. But like, if you just want it because like some famous person did it, like, and she's marketing it to like such a huge audience. And, like, you're 20 years old. Like, that's my age. Like, when I saw that, not gonna lie, I was like, oh my god, is it my time to get Botox too? No, like, don't. No, get convinced by TikTok. You know what I like? It's like exactly. No, I was like, I was like, shit, like. Am I behind? Like, are we turning 20 and getting Botox? Like, is, is that the new thing? And I'm just like, I was like, no, no. Like, I don't need it. You don't need it. Like, I mean, if you want it, you should go for it. But, like, you know how, like, it, ma- it just makes you think. Like, whenever you see someone doing something, you're like, oh, in- like, immediately. It's like, hmm, maybe it's my, <laughs> maybe I have to go do that thing, too, to be, like, that pretty, that successful. And... It literally is just a marketing ploy. I think everything about this is just so performative. Like, no one's actually showing their kind of authentic self when they're marketing these things and showing on Instagram that they have this, like, perfect morning routine. And, you know, I I see a bunch of YouTube videos over quarantine at the beginning where it was, like, 5 a.m. morning routine and all these things that they do, but... I think you just have to do things for yourself. I think we need to stop performing for others and stop doing, like, paying money for things that we're just trying to be, like, oh, we're part of this trend. And that's definitely, like, a hard point, I would say, to get to. Like, doing things for yourself. Because I think we've been so conditioned to, um, I don't know, like, not do things, like, do things kind of for society, for how people see you, that we've begun to like forget what it's like to like want something for yourself and how do you like even begin to unlearn that sort of one thing that in trick mirror they talk about optimization for women right one thing she didn't mention that was really interesting was bar classes and how it's so like fitness in general is so sexualized and just like forcing women of any kind of class and background to take this bar class because it convinces them that it changes their social status and it changes their bodies and this is what they have to do to kind of gain their social status in a way 
like it's ballet is it really i don't know i just feel like all these influencers who like promote these fitness classes and like like self-care of like facial products and like all of these things like what they don't tell you is that they have a whole ass team like they have a nutritionist they get like lymphatic drainage massages like they have all these specialists like backing exactly their life so they can sell more shit to you essentially and like you don't have that like many people most people don't have the resources we don't have the resources to live like they do it's kind of i feel like the earlier you kind of get that through your head like the better it sort of is because if they don't pursue something that isn't good for you may not even be attainable it's hard like, to in- ignore that shit when like, you just see just, it on you know, that through like, therapy. like I, we're not saying you're gonna change overnight because i think both of us are still trying to unlearn this every day but I think the first thing that you should know is just like to recognize your pattern of thought where you, when you do see these pictures of influencers who are in the Bahamas looking like so good in their bikinis, whatever. Like it's important to remind yourself like this is not their most authentic yeah. self. They're also performing in a way and your body is never, it's not the same. Like it's not ever going to be the same. And it's okay. That's just like the beauty standard okay. that we live in. And as yeah. if we continue to kind of uphold that we're also continuing to hold this like patriarchy society that teaches us these things and we don't want to continue that for generations. Like we're holding ourselves back seriously like on youtube i see so many videos of these people showing like oh how i lost my belly fat in 20 days i'm like that doesn't work it's not true like do i still watch them like yeah oh <laughs> yeah still watch like, it but, but it's so triggering like i don't know why we put ourselves through that shit because we're like like ooh, interesting we gotta look at i think it's just a lot of like confronting ourselves and asking like do you want this because of like a lifestyle change and you're truly unhappy with like the way you're like kind of like living or do you want this because you want to be more accepted by society, which is also a valid feeling. But, like, why, you know, why do you, I think, why do you want something is a very important we have to ask, like, thing we have to ask ourselves before we make, like, all these decisions. It's so hard because I think women's bodies have become kind of social currencies in a way where we need this to move up and down social ladders and, we need us to get approval from society and our self-worth and kind of happiness and success as a whole equate to how thin we are. And how like pretty we look. It's crazy that people, of po- like women of power, like are most of the time white women who are thin. Like you barely see any kind of diversity and like people in leadership from women just because you also have to fit into that certain mold to get there. Yeah. And because they, they really had to kind of fit themselves in there to get to where they are. And, like, there's not that kind of same standard for men who are successful. Like, they can look, like, whatever. Whatever they and, want. Yeah, and, it, like, they're still, like, celebrated. Because it's like, holy shit, you made so much money. <laughs> Even though all these companies are pushing, like, diversity agendas, like, it's essentially more marketing how many of them actually believe in it like i would say maybe there's like one good one or two good ones that actually kind of back the messages they're pushing but i want to say the majority of them like don't give a shit they're like oh that's what sells now like yeah let's just transition to that like and what are your thoughts on girl boss culture and self-care i think there's definitely been phases in like 21st century where girl boss and nasty gal like sophia omoruso i don't know if i'm saying this right but she's a founder of nasty gal everyone knows her because she like started the trend of like girl boss and kind of just like an independent woman in corporate life kind of image yeah I, I watched like the netflix like mini docu series about her life it's i don't know if it's still up there but it, it was it was interesting I feel like the message maybe she like the message maybe she intended to spread got a little misconstrued on the way. I think like the girl boss culture is so like honestly weird. <laughs> I think so many people who like show their girl boss routines isn't 
like they're just flexing it's just like yeah like look at me and all of my like nice things and I mean like I also don't want to tear like other women down because I think like society puts like every girl in a competitive mindset like I think I try to be actively like happy for someone when they like achieve something but like, sometimes like I feel like those people who promote like the girl boss like aesthetic don't really have the best intentions like at heart yeah why do you think there's this like competitive mindset among girls that's something I've been like always thought about because I think uh, my high school was like that and it taught me so many things that I have to learn now it's a very interesting question because I don't I don't want to like contribute into like the toxic competitive cycle but at the same time like some of the girl boss like posts I see I'm like "Mm, are you like what is this really like what are we trying to do here I think society like pits women against each other because we like try to vie for like the male gaze we think we become successful when men notice us and in order for men to notice us we have to like beat out the competition which is like not true that's i think what we learned we're like mm, if we if we want to be successful we have to be get, like we have to get noticed by a man and if we want to get noticed by a man like we got to be like the other girls and it's just i think it becomes a cycle to capture that male gaze you have to be thin you have to be pretty and pamper yourself and we go back to the same thing we like talked about at the beginning yeah it's a freaking vicious cycle. It's just a cycle. It really just is a cycle that we kind of like found ourselves to be a part of. And it's so hard to kind of back away from that circle once you've been in it. Because it's all you've known, essentially, I would say. And unlearning something you've kind of known for the majority of your life is difficult. And especially like unlearning a mindset that is so like widespread amongst sort of everyone so true i don't understand like i feel like the girl boss culture forces women to first of all like look good work hard get a job be good at every freaking thing basically but also maintaining this like perfect image of ourselves and i think that's how like bar and this like fitness classes also came about like bar is easy for a woman to go after work or in the middle of work and come back not sweating and not looking like terrible yeah because you have to like go back to this like original (laughs) self you were at like at 9 a.m in the morning when you come to work i just feel like i don't know like i I really don't like i feel like I'm, i'm happy like at the same time that i'm happy for like all their accomplishments and their achievements like i also like on the flip side i wonder a little bit like what's like your intention sort of because some people do have amazing intentions like some people are actually actively trying to like teach like maybe the lessons they learned along the way or like whatever but there are also like other people who just like want to flex and you know i'm happy for you that you can flex but um i think it just implements like more kind of unhealthy thinking cycles for like younger girls who haven't had these realizations yet who haven't really grown up enough to understand that it doesn't have to be like this knowing that 10 year old girls have access to tiktok and this is all they're seeing and consuming right now scares the crap out of me it makes yeah like that's not a healthy space no oh it's funny i i tell you i found my tumblr the other day no way i never i never had tumblr oh my god you weren't that generation of dead <laughs> no i no i definitely was i don't i just don't think i ever had it oh my god it was the huge thing for a while like every single girl was trying to be tumblr famous and obviously i was one of those and i found my page and first of all so cringe because i was like 14 but i saw <laughs> that the posts like i posted were all just like white girls starbucks skinny girls and jeans with thigh gaps I was like, wow, this is why I still think this way. Because I consume these things at 14. People say, like, Tumblr is, like, you know, like, the... It was, like, the hotspot for ED culture because it's it promoted a lot of, like, very unhealthy kind of tendencies. And 
TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> like, I'm thinking about, like, little girls, like, in, just in middle school who are, like, scrolling through these things. That's terrifying. Like, and at that point, you just want to align yourself with whatever is the most accepted. Like, you're already in such a vulnerable, like, headspace. Imagine, like, the lengths they go to to, like, achieve, like, like what other people portray online. Like, to optimize themselves. Oh, I... Those poor girls. I mean, like, we did that too, to be honest. No, yeah. It's just, this platform seems a lot, like, more widespread than what we had when we I were I mean, younger. I'm just tired of, like, these expectations that we have to uphold just to, like, move around in society and get approval. Because I don't know when it's ever going to stop. Because, yeah, I, like, definitely don't want to perpetuate this kind of culture like competitive culture amongst women but also those who are making decisions are men in these like corporations right and we are competing for those few spots and those companies too in a way so it's hard like we are still unlearning it it's yeah exactly like as much as i think we condemn kind of things like this like we very much so still are a little bit like a part of it and it like sucks so bad but i think we're still kind of like on our little path to unlearn this and like be okay like just existing the way we are i do love these like cute aesthetic brands self-care brands dude i love them and like I, i i hate that i like them but they're so cute like Oh, but like when you see it, you're like, ooh. Like, I, I, like, imagine how that would look in my, like, little medicine cabinet. And, like, when you open it, everything's like, <laughs> no. nicely like Imagine how this would make me feel. I'll be a different person. But now yeah. I think I'm literally like, it doesn't, like, it's such a temporary thing. It doesn't make my life any better. Like, this is something, it's like, it's just so deeply ingrained into, like, the whole world that. It's going to take a few years, like, if not dozens of years, because, like, we're not in charge yet. One thing we will be, but we're not, like, right now. And uh, I just hate that, like, when you brought up, like, the little girls on TikTok, oh my goodness, like, oh. I'm like, what is it going to be, like, in 10 years? <laughs> yeah. If I had a little sister, I I would just delete TikTok off her phone. <laughs> like, we don't, we don't need this. I think Asia is also just so much more behind. Oh yeah, in this realm of things too, and it's like K-pop, even more work that needs to K-pop be done. K-pop and oh my god, we didn't even talk about that. Ugh, but K-pop also perpetuates a lot, a lot of beauty standards that people try to emulate. Yeah, I think we need to do a whole separate thing on beauty yeah. standards because there's beauty standards and like plastic surgery. You know what? That's a, that's a good one. We'll we'll do we'll do that. We'll do that one. I literally had a file like on my computer, like that's of screenshots of like very skinny pretty girls, um, like saved, and it literally said like check this when you like want to eat ice cream or some shit like that. We all did it. I really hope it resonated and it kind of prompts you to like think about. All these things because I, I I really don't think I think about like it's it's so intrinsic that when I do these harmful things to myself and maybe to others that I I never like think about it I'm like yeah that's normal like it's not and it's, it's please don't like if you have a little sister <laughs> like check on them please do not normalize this what are some takeaways that you would have like your thought process when you go to follow all these trends of like self-care and like purchase all these products I think it's important to like ask yourself like what's my intention um am I actually being more harmful to myself when I go buy these things like I think your intention behind all of the decisions you make regarding like this topic is very important for sure and this is going to sound super cliche, but I think we, like, as a woman, I think we just need to be, like, kinder to ourselves when it comes to these. Like, we can have an off day. We can have a day where we just lay in bed, watch Netflix, not work out, 
eat whatever thing you want, and you should feel good about it at the end of the day. It shouldn't be like, oh shit, I have to detox tomorrow and eat salad all day. Like this is so easy for us to say, but I know it's like so hard when you're in the moment. But like, just turn that, just like turn the little voice off. Like it's okay. It's okay for her to be gone, like for a day or two. And it doesn't have to be just like one day where you don't follow like the regimen you set for yourself. Like do like whatever the fuck you want. Like who's gonna care? Like you're when you don't care, you're taking the power from like away from other people. Like what they can do to you. Like we're our worst critic, and only you would be this hard on yourself. And I think we need to give ourselves a little break. And yeah, when you take that like away, like nobody else can. Say things to you that you'd like. Oh, that's so rude. Like it's just like, oh yeah, like whatever. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Your opinion just doesn't. In terms of social media, I think diversifying your feed as well. I know everyone talks about this, but if there's this one person you need to just mute, do that. If there's an influencer you love, but their content is not helping you, and you've noticed that every time you look at her post. Is making you insecure and you know triggering for you. Then unfollow her. You need to do what's best for you, and that like the content that you consume takes up ninety percent of our day. And the amount of people like you kind of follow, like like even though you think, even if you think it doesn't like kind of affect you, like seeing that all day long when you're on social media, like I'm sure like it leaves an imprint on you. Like I'm, I'm. I'm I'm certain of that, so I think, and it's hard to kind of step out of that cycle. But I, I definitely, and I'm still in the process of doing that. I wouldn't say like I'm perfect. Yeah, we but, definitely both are. Yeah, but I think once you like take the first step, it feels a lot better. I think our only hope with this is that you take a second and like think about all these things you try, because these are not like happy thoughts. These are uncomfortable. And difficult to kind of like let yourself know that oh like I do do that and that's like terrible like why am I not nicer to myself? I just I think our only hope is just for you to like take a step out of the cycle because I know how hard it is to like erase that entirely and we're not saying that <laughs> anybody can do that but just like a little step a baby step or if not even that maybe like just acknowledge that. That is something that is happening, and this is hard work, but we'll do the work. <laughs> we have to do. The we'll work. try. We're so happy that we're doing these episodes each week, and so thankful whoever is listening, however way you got here. We're very grateful for you, and this is gonna be so cringy to say, but if you can leave us Apple Podcast review. <laughs> I heard they help a lot, a lot. So it would be much appreciated for that. Hello, are you there? Hello. Oh no! <laughs> Your phone died. Oh my god! Did you hear my last part? I'm dead. <laughs> I was like, this is so cringe. But every podcast says this to leave a review on Apple Podcast. <laughs> Okay, I can just end it. <laughs>